Thank you, brother. Amen. While we remain standing, let's pray. Almighty God, author of life and giver of all good spiritual gifts, we are indeed grateful now for this most marvelous, outstanding a time of fellowship in your presence. Hallelujah. Marks a great highlight in our lives, Lord. A time that we'll never forget, no matter how long we should stay. And we pray, God, that on this closing night, we are noticed in the scripture on the closing day of the feast, Jesus stood among them and cried out, If any man thirst, let him come I pray, Heavenly Father, that that'll repeat again tonight, that we can hear the voice of our Lord calling us, and calling us into the service for Him, closer walks. We feel that we've heard His voice already, the opening of these seals, speaking that it's the last day, and the time is at hand. Grant these blessings that we ask for, Father, in Jesus Christ's name. For his glory. Amen. I'd like to add this that of all the services I've ever had in my life, I believe this week has been the most glorious time of all my life in service. No matter what I have, I've seen great miracles performed, of course, before in healing services, but this is beyond that. It's been one of the great times, highlights of my life to be here. And seeing the little tabernacle take on this different look, not only that, but the inside take on a different look. And now, uh, was asking Billy, he was so long about coming and getting me, he said there had been a, another group baptized, which runs over a hundred this week, of uh, people being baptized in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ. Amen. So we are, are thankful, and God bless you. Now, if you do not have a church home, we invite you here to come and fellowship with us. Just remember that the church is open. We are no denomination. And I uh, hope and trust that it'll never be a denomination. Just a fellowship where men and women and boys and girls meet around the table of God and fellowship around the Word. And we have all things in common. Uh, now, we have a wonderful pastor, a real man of God. And I'm so thankful for that. If you'll remember a vision... A year ago, that food was stored up in the place, and that's exactly right. And we're, we have the place now adequate for the Sunday school classes for all the ages, and we're just very grateful for this opportunity. Someone has said sometime if they were just had Sunday school classes where they could send their children, you, they got them now. So now, so you just come right on and be with us if you don't have a church home. Of course, if you have a good church where you're going to and preaches the gospel and so forth, well, that's, that's just a, another group of us, you see, somewhere else. But if you have no home, 
and your, uh, I understand that several had has moved in from other parts of the country to make this their church home, and we certainly welcome you here to the word of the Lord. And I remember, I guess, when I left, I told you that that the services, as far as I was concerned, would be here at the tabernacle. I don't know yet what all the Lord has for me in future. I trust that to his hand, not some superstition or anything. I just wait day by day for him to lead me into the place to where I could be a better service for him. And when he's finished with me, and I trust that he'll receive me home in peace. And now, I am very grateful for the cooperation of the tabernacle people. As Billy was telling me this week, and I think every home that's represented here around this tabernacle has a, somebody with them. They opened up your homes and places and taken in people that wouldn't have any place to go to. Now that's real Christian act. And some homes have just stuck everybody in every little corner that they could to get people a place to stay because this has been a very hard time on account of this some kind of a affair they've been going on about the sports world, some kind of basketball or something, and, and reservations have been made, plus a great group from, I think, represented here in this little church about around 28 or 30 states, represented right here in a church besides two foreign nations. So, and this little revival, so that takes up quite a bit of room itself. Noah, I was asking today with some people, I said I understood there wasn't too many Jeffersonville people around in the meeting. Someone spoke up and said, we can't get in. <laughs> that, was, that was the reason. Some of the police and so forth wanted to come to the meeting, but said, I've been talking around, said, but they come up and they couldn't get in. That is already uh, filled up before even time that they could get in. So they had their time maybe later on and they didn't come. So Amen. the people are coming from other places. So we're very grateful. Now, I don't know. The next thing would follow this would be the seven trumpets and uh, other messages. But in the seals, practically everything is included. The church ages come down and we place them first, which is most, uh, which is most important. But the of that time, now the opening of the seals shows where the church goes and how it ends up. And now uh, I think the Heavenly Father has been certainly uh, gracious to us. Uh, for letting us see what we have. Now, I say this, looking over old notes that I preached on many years ago, I was just coming in and saying what I thought was right and going on. It was a way off of the line. And I, all four of them seals, I had it in about 20 minutes sermon. <laughs> the four horse riders of Revelations, I throwed them all together and said, one horse went and why? I said, perhaps that's the, the, the early age. And the next horse went and Famine and, and that on like that. A mile when the word really was opened up, it was a hundred miles away from it. So it behooves us to watch and wait. And maybe it had to be this time to do it. Amen. Maybe many things that's been said that might be disagreeable with other people. But I believe when the great wind up time comes and we meet our Lord, you'll find out that it was right. Yeah. It, it really is. Uh, people who are from out of town, from around a different place, coming from different states and nations. How I appreciate your sincerity to travel all the distance and to take your vacations and some of them even without 
places to stay. I, I know. Because I've been able to help some of them get a place to stay without even money to eat on or anything else. And so, uh, and even to come anyhow, expecting something to happen to take care of it. And with such a great of faith in that, that no matter if they have to go without food or even a place to stay, they want to come here, those and things happen anyhow. That's really gallant, you know. And everybody has just been so 100%. I met my brother-in-law back there, which was the, uh, had the brick playing of the church and so forth, and I was telling him about how I appreciated his job. I'm not a, a brick mason or know nothing about it, but I do know what a square corner is and where it's fixed up. Kind of right. And he said, I tell you, he said, there never was such a time hard as you ever seen such harmony amongst man when they all worked together. Brother Woods, Brother Roberson, everybody just placing their places, everything. The brother who, who put the acoustic, uh, the, uh, I mean, the uh, public addressing outfit and everything in the church, they said everything just worked right. When they need something, there'd be the man standing there to do it. Amen. So it's, God is in all the whole program. We are very thankful for this. Many great donators in the church to help do it, such as our brother Dow and Sister Dow sitting here and many others that donated heavy to this cause. And I think right at the time they don't like a little bit at all being paid for. So we're very grateful for that. Remember, it's your church, for you are a servant of Christ, and that's what it's built here for. An open door to make servants and for servants who are already servants of Christ to come in and enjoy themselves around the fellowship of Jesus Christ. Amen. And we want you to know that everybody's welcome. And now, when you hear me sometimes under the time of anointing, kind of rake down the uh, curtain on the organization, I, I don't mean that against your pastor or against any brother or sister in church, because after all, God has people in every organization there is, but he don't accept the organization, he accepts the individual in the organization. And it doesn't take an organization. Therefore, when people get so bound around an organization, then they can't see nothing else but just what that church says. And that makes disfellowshipping with others, and it's a system that God is not pleased with. And it's a worldly affair, never ordained of God. So I don't mean any individual. Catholic, Jewish, whatever it might be, or, or Methodist, Baptist, Presbyterian, any organization, no organizations, and, and non-denominations, and all, God has his children sitting out in there. And, and many times I'll be there out there for a purpose, to give light, pulling out those predestinated ones from all around everywhere. And, and on that great day, we'll see then the church of the Lord Jesus Christ will be called to the the great meeting time in the air, we'll all go up to meet. Now, I'm looking for that hour. Now, if so much could be said, and tonight on the final closing night, as usually everybody's in a healing service, I find under anticipation for great things to be done in the healing service, which makes them attention nervous. And then I Find the same thing tonight, that everybody's under expectation of seeing how, and each night it's been that way, for the opening of those seals. Now, I want to make this real clear. Every time 
Every time that these seals has come to the place, everything that I ever believed on them and has read of other people has been contrary to what come to me in the room. And my mind at this time, the reason I had that healing service this morning, because my human mind is becoming so um, away from my own way of thinking. I have tried to stay in a, in a room with the shades pulled down and a light on. This was the eighth day. And not even got in my car to, to go anywhere. I had to go with some brothers down to the bank to sign some notes and things on money and stuff that had been borrowed for this church. But I, uh, but I come right straight back and went right to study. And the strange thing, there hasn't been one person said anything, or usually they're knocking and pulling and around. There hasn't been one thing that's been very phenomenal. Where I've been eating at at Brother Woods, usually that place is packed around with cars, and they had eight or ten different people go to come stay with them during this time, and not a one of them come. Then this morning, I'll never forget this morning the grace of our Savior to his tired, weary servant. When I answered a poor person's question, in the best of my mind, thinking that I'd done right, and all of a sudden as if I'd, I'd taken something away from a child. I was so condemned and didn't know what it was. And I thought maybe being I was pressing to get to that healing service, maybe somebody so desperately sick that it had to be prayed for right then. And I asked the audience a few minutes it was revealed. And somebody said, won't you read your, read your text over or something? And that time I picked up a little piece of paper and read it again, see what it said, and looked down on the book, and it was altogether different the question I was answering. See? May I just pass this to you? When the supernatural comes in, that's the mind of Christ. You become so far away from your own thinking. So, in your own mind, I, this, you, I don't, don't let me try to explain that because I can't. I couldn't do it. Nobody could do it. How could that man, this, the Elijah, stand up there on the mountain or the presence of God and pull down fire from heaven and then rain right behind the fire? And then close the heavens that didn't rain for three years and six months and go right back and call the rain on that same day. And under that anointing, how and took 400 priests out and killed them, and then run to the wilderness screaming for his life on a threat of one woman. See? Jezebel, she swore that she'd take his life. When Ahab and all of us there to see the presence of God and the great miracle done, see, his, the Spirit had left him. In his natural way of thinking, he didn't know how to think. He couldn't think for himself. You remember the angel put him to sleep and rested him, raised him up, gave him some cakes and put him back to sleep, and rested him and raised him up and gave him some cakes again. And we don't know what happened to the man for 40 days. Then he was pulled back in a cave somewhere. God called him. Don't try to explain that a supernatural. You can't do it. Okay? Only thing to do is just go right ahead. And I try to make myself clear as I can. but. From henceforth, um, I think I'll never try it again. I just absolutely believe or not. And I'm, you'll see a little later why. Now, I've tried to be honest. God knows that. And that question this morning, I was trying to answer it just as honestly as I know how. 
I just read the first part of the verse, and it was a, wouldn't have been right. But the Holy Spirit, understanding it, I, my mind, see, look the last two or three days, what's been happening. See, I, I called 700, 7,700. This morning was trying, and it's picked up with the people, and that showed it was washing. Now, another one where I was trying to say the dove, and I called it the lamb. I caught that right away. And then here, one I didn't catch on that, the Holy Spirit turned right back around and called me to it. That's a double confirmation that these things are right. Amen. God's watching over to see that it's right. That's right. He, wants to, he wants you to know that it's the truth. And he's the one that's sending it. Because it sure wasn't it was just as much to me a learning as it has been to you. And so we are, I'm very grateful for the, the, the knowledge uh, know now of the Lord what hour we're living in. Be living right in the end time before the going away of the church. Now, yes, we've been talking, so let's just ask these blessings on the Word again. Our Heavenly Father, here comes that great night, a great hour, that when a great thing has happened, it's been all around the people. And Father, I pray that tonight it will be made known beyond a shadow of doubt to the people's hearts and minds, that they know that God is still on the throne and that he still loves his people. And it's the hour, hour that the world has longed to see is now approaching, for it cries out for redemption. We can see the elements ready to bring it back. We can see the elements ready to bring the church into the presence of Christ. We can see the, the bride taking on the farm, putting the wedding garment on, making ready. We can see the lights are flickering. We know that we're at the end. Now, Heavenly Father, as this go forward now to preach or to teach on this great mighty event that taken place in glory some 2,000 years ago and was given to a great beloved apostle John. Tonight we're to speak upon it. Let the Holy Spirit come forward now in his mighty power of revelation that he might reveal to us that thing which he wants us to know as he has in the last few nights. We commit ourselves to you with the word in Jesus' name. Amen. Now, as you want to turn maybe in your Bibles, and this is just a short verse, one verse of Scripture, but it's uh, the last verse found, last seal rather. Uh, last night we were speaking on the sixth seal. First seal, being the Antichrist introduced, his time went through, and we've seen how he went out, how the beast that was introduced on God's power that went forth with the Antichrist power to combat it. I don't believe there could be a question in anybody's mind about it. And we find out immediately after that, that church age, that beast went, got through, we find out we changed the whole picture there. No more beasts come out. See? But it was introducing coming forward over into the tribulation period after the church went out. How 
perfectly it fit right in with the church ages. I don't see one eye, only one thing that didn't fit perfectly, even to the ages and everything and the time. Think of it. That shows it had to be God. Human mind could not fathom that. Now we find out that, that also we, the Lord let us take the Scripture, the Holy Scripture, what Jesus said would take place, and how would we ever found that? Here comes over and reveals and brings it. Just exactly his sermon there, answering that, brings out exactly to the point six of the seal. But he omitted the seventh. Amen. Then when the seals were opened, God noticed here he omitted revealing even any symbol of the seventh. The perfect secret with God. Notice, now we're going to read in the Bible in the, the seventh seal. That's found in Revelation, the eighth chapter. Open the seventh seal, there was silence in heaven about the space of a half hour. And that's all we have. Now, we're going to notice and try to not hold too long, because many of you will be on the road yet tonight, or going home. Now, I thought again having a healing service this morning, which would let you go in the morning. Wouldn't have to wait over. And now we, and I too, I've got the journey on to, to Tucson, Arizona, where I live, and my home now. And then I, I want to be back here, the Lord willing, around uh, the family wants to come back for a few days in June. And now maybe I'll get to meet you all down here at a meeting in that time. My next appointed service is Albuquerque, New Mexico. I think it's the 9th, 10th, and 11th. Uh, I'll be there Thursday and Good Friday. So I was to have the whole thing, and I had other appointments where I couldn't make it till that time, so I'll have Thursday night and Friday night at Albuquerque, New Mexico. And then, uh, and then uh, the next known close is potentially, we don't know for sure, that's to be with my good friends, uh, the... A group of the Midnight Cry at, uh, up at uh, uh, Southern Pines, North Carolina. And they're on the phone in there now, which they've sent telegrams, messages, everything, and coming this close for another group at Little Rock of the Jesus Name people that I had the meetings with over the Cow Palace last summer. They're having their convention at Little Rock, Arkansas. And they've been, since last year, wanting at least one night, or wants the whole of it, but they would even be ready for one night. And so I told them, not knowing just what to do, I said, they could advertise it potentially, then they'll let it know a little later. Has he just called? Mm-hmm. All right. What's that? Hot Springs, is it? I was mistaken. Uh, 24th of May? 24th to 28th of June. Now, it's announced potentially, that is, if it's the will of the Lord. See, uh, here's the reason I like to do those things. You'll learn a little later now. See, when I go to a place, I like to set my feet down there knowing that God said go there. Then if the enemy rises up anywhere, I say, I'm here in the name of the Lord Jesus. Just move back. <laughs> and you're, you're sure you're ground, see. When he sends you anywhere, he'll take care of you. 
But if you go presumingly, then I don't know. You might not be there. So I, I want to be sure as I can be. I've talked to many ones that he didn't tell me to take. But I, I like to be as sure as possible. Lord bless you all now. Now, now we notice this being just one uh, verse here. We'd like to do something just a little, a little bit before here. You notice we skipped the seventh chapter. The sixth chapter ends up the sixth, uh, the sixth seal. But between the sixth seal and the seventh seal, there's something takes place. See? And how, how lovely that's placed just at its right place between sixth and seventh chapter. Now, you notice in the seventh chapter, we notice between the sixth and seventh, there's an interval. An interval between the sixth and seventh chapter of the book of Revelation, and it's between the sixth and seventh seal that this interval is given. Now, we want to notice it. Very important that we notice this little time. Now, remember, after the fourth chapter of Revelation, the church is gone. After the, the uh, four harsh riders has went out, the church is gone. See? Everything that happened to the church happened up to the fourth chapter of the book of Revelation. Everything that happened in the Antichrist move went up to the fourth chapter and the fourth seal of Revelation, both for Antichrist and Christ, ended up, and Antichrist comes to his doom and with his army, and Christ comes with his army. It's an old battle. That started way back beyond time. And then they were, Satan and his angels was kicked out. And then they come to the earth and the battle set in again. Because Eve broke down the barrier from where she was uh, isolated behind the word of God. And from that very hour, Satan won the battle over God's word because one of his subjects, the weaker, let down the bar. And that's exactly how he's won the battle every time, has been because one of his subjects let down the bar from the word. And it was done in this last church age through an organizational system, which the real, genuine, holy church of the living God with a lion rider, would not accept the word and turn the church from the word to dogma. Now, how many knows that it's dogma that the Roman Catholic Church is built on? Amen. Do they admit it? Absolutely. Sure. Certainly they admit it. That's not what a Catholic Church wouldn't hurt your feelings a bit because they know that. They just added a new one here not long ago, that Mary was resurrected. You remember it here a few years ago, about ten years? How many remembers that? Papers? Yeah, sure. Everything. The new dogma. See, it's all dogma, not word. Yeah. A priest on an interview recently said, Mr. Branham, he said, God is in his church. I said, God is in his word. Amen. Yeah. He said, we're not supposed to argue. I said, I'm not arguing. I'm just making statements. Amen. God's in his word. That's right. Anybody will take anything away from it or add anything to it. Said the word. He said, well, God gave 
Christ gave his church power and told them whatever they bound on earth, be bound in heaven. Well, I said, that is exactly true. He said, we have on the this principle that we have power to lose sin. And I said, if you'll do it the way that it was given to the church and the way they did it, I'll accept it. If you do, there's water here to be baptized in the name of Jesus Christ for the remission of your sins. Amen. Not for somebody telling you your sins are in That's exactly. Watch Peter with the keys on the day of Pentecost. Remember, he has the keys that they're talking about. And the, the man said, Man and brethren, what can we do to be saved? Peter said, Repent, every one of you. Be baptized in the name of Jesus Christ. What for? For the remission of sin. And then you shall receive the gift of the Holy Ghost for the promises unto you and to your children. Them as far off, even as many as the Lord our God shall call. That's right. So that settles it forever. It's all over. That did it. Now, but you see, Antichrist come in as we pictured it and showed it. What a revelation. Amen. Amen. Ah, my. And to think all these years, we've seen it moving up, and here it, it's absolutely directly thus saith the Lord. Hallelujah. Now, and we notice this interval now between the sixth and the seventh chapter. Now, the seventh chapter of Revelation here is a, a reveals a happening. It's not in here just for nothing. It's not put in between this for nothing. See? It is here for a purpose. And it's a revelation that reveals something. Notice how mysterious and how mathematically it fits right into the Scripture. Exactly. You believe in God's mathematics? Yeah. You don't, you're sure lost in the you'll sure get lost in the word. If you start putting a four or six or or something besides just the mathematical words running in order, you'll sure have in your scene a cow picking grass on top of a tree somewhere. You'll you certainly run out because God does not, his whole word does run completely in, in, in mathematics. Yes, sir. Perfect, the most perfect. There's no other literature written like it, like it. So perfect in math mathematics. Now, the, the eighth chapter only reveals the scene of... Uh, the scene of the seventh seal where nothing else is revealed. Now, nothing is not revealed in the seventh seal. Now, it has nothing to do with the seventh chapter of, of Revelation. It's uh, uh, revealing of the seventh seal is perfectly mute. And if I only had time, I'll try a few places to show you all the way back from Genesis, the seventh chapter, the seventh seal is spoke of. From the very beginning in Genesis, the seventh, these seals moved right up. Couldn't you remember this morning bringing these things up? And watch tonight, bring them up, and you find out when he gets to that seventh seal, she cuts off. <laughs> Jesus Christ is speaking himself, told of the end time, and when he got, told all se six seals, when he got to seven, he stopped. There it is. It's a great thing. Now, now, uh, we're going to speak here now on this seventh chapter just a minute to kind of bridge it in between sixth and seventh seal because that's the only material that we have to go on right now is the sixth, between the sixth and seventh seal is the calling out of Israel. Now, I have many fine Jehovah Witness friends sitting here. 
It's all, or have been, maybe some of them still Jehovah Witnesses, but they've always applied, Mr. Russell did, this 144,000 to being the supernatural bride of Christ. See? There is not. It has nothing to do in the church age at all. They are absolutely his will. Now, we're going to read in a few minutes. Now, this interview between the six, the seals, is the calling and stealing of 144,000 Jews called in the tribulation period after the church is gone. See? It has nothing to do with the church age at all. Oh, called in perfectly harmony with the Scripture. Daniel's last three and a half weeks allotted uh, to Daniel's people. See? Not the Gentiles, to Daniel's people, and Daniel was a Jew. Now, notice, Israel, uh, Israel believes only her prophets. And... After they are vindicated, and nowhere through the church age, since in the early apostolic church, has the Protestant church ever had a prophet? Tell me who it was. Never. They had in the early apostolic age one called Agathus, which was a vindicated prophet. But in, when the Gentiles came in, into inheritance of God, and Paul turned to the Gentiles after Peter, as we read last night, had received from the Lord that he's taken a, a people from the Gentiles for his name, his bride, then they never has been on the pages of history a Gentile prophet. Right, you just go back to history and find out. Why? Exactly, it'd be contrary to the word. Exactly. When the first went forth was a line. That was prophet. Word. The next went forth was the word sacrifice. The next come forth was the cunningest of, of man. But we are promised in the last day that you return to the church again for the benefit of straightening up all that has been misundone, mis left undone, for it's predicted here that the seventh angel's message would finish the mysteries of God. Amen. Now we went through it all. We see that it's perfectly in harmony with the Scripture. That's the reason. Now, could you imagine when this person comes on the scene? When he does, remember, it'll be so humble and things the, the churches will miss it a long ways. And could you imagine the churches? Still under the tradition of the reformers would ever receive a prophet from God who would be firmly against their teachings and organizations. Now there's only one person could fulfill that. Only one spirit's ever been on the earth that I know of would either be it would have to be Elijah in his time, and it was predicted that it would be, which is nothing but the Spirit of Christ. When Christ came, he was the fullness. He was the prophet. He was the, the God of the prophets. Christ, look how they hated him. But he came exactly the way the Word said he would come. But being that he was a prophet, 
they blaspheme themselves away from the kingdom of God by calling the Spirit of God, which was discerning and so forth, an unclean spirit. Said he was a, is a fortune teller of devil. That is a fortune teller is a devil. See, devil spirit. Certainly, you know that. Yeah. Absolutely, fortune telling is an impersonation of a prophet, which is absolutely blasphemed before God. Now, notice, called in perfect harmony with the scriptures of Daniel's last three and a half years. Notice, Israel's believer, believers only are told in the Old Testament to believe their prophets after the prophet has been vindicated. If there be one among you who is spiritual or a prophet, I, the Lord my, thy God, will make myself known to him, speak to him in vision, through dreams, interpret dreams. Somebody have a dream, the prophet will be able to interpret it. And if, uh, if he has a vision, he speaks it, I'll make myself known to him through visions and dreams. Make myself known. And if what he says comes to pass, then hear that prophet, because I'm with him. If it doesn't, then don't fear him at all. Take it away. Just let it alone. Now, that, now, Israel always is going to believe that. And don't you see? Because why? Now, I want you to catch this lesson good tonight. Huh? Why? Because that's an order from God to them. Amen. I don't care how many tracts that the Gentiles go there and spread out. I don't care how much you go through Israel with a Bible under your arm proving this, that, or other. They'll never receive nothing but a prophet. Amen. Exactly right. For a prophet is the only one who could take the divine word and put it in his place and be a vindicated prophet. They'll believe it. Right. I was talking to a Jew up here at Fitness Harbor when that John Ryan, being blind all of his life, really received his sight. They take you over there to that house of David and this. Um, a uh, rabbi come up with his long beard. He said, well, what authority did you give John Ryan his sight? I said, in the name of Jesus Christ, the Son of God. He said, far be it from God having a son. And uh, he said, uh, you people can't cut God in three pieces and give him to a Jew. Make three gods out of him. You're a bunch of heathens. I said, I don't cut him in three pieces. Amen. I said, Rabbi, would it be a strange thing for you to believe one of your prophets told something wrong. He said, our prophets don't tell nothing wrong. I said, who was Isaiah 9 and 6 speaking of? <laughs> he said, Messiah. I said, then Messiah will be a man prophet. Is that right? I said, yes, sir. That's right. I said, show me where Jesus missed it. He said, I said, what relation will Messiah prophet be to God. He said, He will be God. And I said, that's Amen. right. Now you got no So help me. That Jew standing there and the tears rolling off his cheeks said, I'll hear you sometime later. I said, Rabbi, you believe that? And he said, look. He said, God is able these stones to rise children to Abraham. I know he's in the New Testament. I said, right, Rabbi. Now what about it? He said, if I preach that, I'd be down there. You know where the place that's on the hill there. Down there in seat begging my bread. I said, I would rather be down there begging my bread. The Jew still got his hands on money, you know. 
I'd rather, his name and gold on the, I said, I'd rather be down there eating salty crackers and drinking branch water and know that I was in the harmony with God and truth than I would be with my name on that building and gold letters like that and know that I was away from God and know that. He wouldn't listen to me no more. So he went, if that's it, you can't cut God no two or three feet to call Father, Son, and Holy Ghost and make three gods and hand it to a Jew. It's very commanded. If thou shalt have no other gods before me, I know have thy God. What did Jesus say? Jesus said, Hear you, O Israel. I'm the Lord your God, one God. Not three. You'll never give that to him. Now, no prophet will ever talk about three gods. Amen. <laughs> <laughs> you never hear that. No. That's pagan and heathen is where it comes from. Notice, but these prophets will come. Not only that, the, the prophets out is Revelation 11. We've read some of it. I want you to read as you study on the tapes and so forth. They are absolutely vindicated prophets by the sign of prophets. Man, Israel's going to hear that. Now, do you, my Jehovah Witness friends, understand now that these 144,000 has nothing to do with the bride. There's not one bit of scripture to support that. No, sir. They're not. They are Jews. The elect is called out during the time of the last three and a half years of Daniel's 70 weeks. Now, that's, uh, I keep quoting this, so we're not so much to you all here, but see, people, these tapes go everywhere. See? You understand that. You hear me quoting back it's for that purpose. Notice. Now see how they had to blind, do you see how they had Jesus or God had to blind the Jews to keep them from recognizing Jesus? If they knew, if they only knew that that was seeing the sign that he did, if they'd been in the right stage, like they was back under the law, what God commanded them about a prophet, and they'd seen Jesus did that, they'd said, this is the Messiah. Why was it those in that age who had their names written on the Lamb's Book of Life, his apostles and so forth, they seen it and recognized it. Why didn't the rest of them? See? They were blinded. They couldn't see it. They don't see it yet. And they won't see it until she's born to the nation at one time. That's, the Word can't fail. Remember, the Word can't fail. Don't care how many sensations you have and what all takes place, yet that word cannot fail. So to be exactly the way God said it was. See? Now, we realize that these things must happen. And that's the reason they didn't recognize Jesus when he perfectly identified himself to be the prophet. Even the little, little old Samaritan woman standing out there at the well. He had never been in Samaria. He just went up and said he had need to go that way. And he went up there and there's that little woman and heard her state. She was in better shape to receive the gospel than those religious priests and things of that day. Now, see, but in the face of all of their rejection, yet one of their most noble men admitted that they knew he was a teacher sent from God. I was talking to one of the finest doctors there is in the southern states in his office not long ago, a very fine specialist in law. A real gallant man. And I said to him, I said, Doctor, I want to ask you a question. He said, All right. I said, I noticed your medical sign, the staff. You got a, a 
serpent wrapped around a pole. What does that stand for? That I don't know. And I said, it stands for this. It was a symbol of divine healing where Moses lifted up the brass serpent in the wilderness. See, which was only a symbol, only a symbol of the true Christ. Now today, medicine is a symbol of divine healing. And though many of them don't believe it, real good doctors do believe it. But some of them don't believe it, but the very emblem that they hold up testifies to the power of Almighty God whether they want to believe it or not. Right? There's the brass serpent hanging on a pole on a medical emblem. Now, notice these Jews. Now, the scales of blindness uh, was on these people's eyes. They, they couldn't help it. It was there. And God put it there. And they are on there until the age that they're promised uh, this coming prophet. You can send missionaries. You can do whatever you want to. Israel will never be converted until these prophets come on the scene, and that will be after the rapture of the Gentile church. No more than the ox age could receive a lion's call. For God has said in his word that an ox spirit went out. And in the reformer's age, a man went out. You just, that's the only thing you, they can receive. That. And in there now, they are blinded. That's just all there is to it. Now, notice, but the age is coming when the Gentiles will be done with. There's a tree. And the roots was Jewish. And it was cut off. And the Gentile was grafted in. The wild olive tree. And it's bringing forth its fruit. Now, when that Gentile bride is cut off, that bride tree I talked about, is taken up in the presence of God, God will wipe off them unbelieving Gentiles over here to the side, the sleeping virgin, and graft again. Amen. He promised to do it. Amen. And until that time, you just have to know where, if you know where you're going, well, all right. If you don't know, uh, you're stumbling in darkness. Now, that's when the Jews will be converted during that age. Now, like the church age, under the power of the anointed promise, they will receive Christ. But now, not while the Gentiles are in. Now we can see what kind of a message that these two prophets of Revelation, the 11th chapter, will preach. Now you clearly can see exactly what they're going to do. For the remnant are the 144,000 predestinated, receives the seal of God. Let's just read. Now listen real close now. I want you to read with me. I'm going to refer back to this just in a little bit. Seventh chapter. Now this is between the sixth and seventh seal. After these things, after these things, these seals, the sixth seal was let loose, and that's a tribulation period. Everybody understand that now? Sixth seal was let loose, the tribulation is on. After this, what? After these things, I saw four angels standing on the four corners of the earth, holding the four winds of the earth, that it should not blow upon the earth, or on the sea, or on any tree. Four angels. And I saw another angel 
uh, ascending from the east, having the seal of the living God. And he cried with a loud voice to the four angels to whom it was given to hurt the sea, the earth, the sea, saying, Hurt not the earth, neither the sea, nor the trees, until we have sealed the servant, not the bride, servant, not the son, servant. Israel has always been God's servant. The church is son. By birth, Israel is his servant. Watch every place it's always. Abraham was his servant. We're not servants. We're children, sons and daughters of of our God in their forehead. Now watch. Our God in their forehead. And I heard the number of them that were sealed. I want you to listen close to reading them. And there were sealed 144,000 of all the tribes of the children of Israel. He perfectly named them. Now, if you have to be a British Israel uh, discerner sitting here, listen how this takes the wind out of it. Of the tribe of Judah were sealed 12,000, called the tribe. Of the tribe of Reuben were sealed 12,000. Of the tribe of Gad, 12,000. Watch your, watch your tribe now. And of the tribe of Asher were sealed 12,000. A tribe of Nephilim were sealed 12,000. The tribe of uh, Manasseh, 12,000. And the tribe of Simeon sealed 12,000. Of the tribe of, of Levi were sealed 12,000. Of the tribe of Asher, 12,000. Asher, I guess you pronounce that, 12,000. The tribe of Zebulun. 12,000. And the tribe of Joseph was sealed, 12,000. Of all the, of the tribe of Benjamin were sealed, 12,000. Now there's 12 tribes, 12,000 out of a tribe, 12 times 12 is what? 144,000. Now watch, them were all of the tribes of Israel. Now watch, after this, now here comes another group. Now the bride's gone. We know that. But watch this group come up. After this, I beheld in law a great multitude, which no man could number, of all nations, kindreds, and people, and tongues, stood before the throne and before the Lamb, clothed in white robes and palms in their hands, and cried with a loud voice, saying, Salvation to our God, which set us upon the throne and to the Lamb. And all the nations stood around about the throne and about the elders and the four beasts, and fell before the throne on their faces and worshiped God, saying, Amen. Blessings, glory, wisdom, thanksgiving, honor, power, might be to our God forever and ever. Amen. And one of the elders, now he's before the elders here, as we see him all through the field, and one of the elders answered, saying unto me, What are these? Now John, being a Jew, recognized his own people. He see him in tribal form. Is that right? He recognized and called each one a tribe. But now when he sees these, he's kind of puzzled. And the elder knows it, so he says, uh, Who are these? Which are arrayed in white uh, robe. And which come a thief? John answering on. And I said unto him, Sir, thou knowest. John didn't know it. He all kindred tongues and nations. And he said unto me, These are, he said unto me, 
these are they which come out of great tribulation. In other words, the great tribulation. And have washed their robes, made them white in the blood of the Lamb. Therefore they are before the throne of God, and serve him day and night in his temple. And they who step on a throne shall dwell among them. They shall hunger no more, neither shall they thirst any more, neither shall the sun light on them, sun light on them, or any heat. For the Lamb which is in the midst of the throne shall feed them, and shall lead them unto living fountains of water, and God shall wipe all tears from their eyes. Now we open the get to the seal. Did you notice? They were first we start now, Israel, and then we see the purged church. Not the bride. The purged church by tribulation. Coming up here, great number of real sincere hearts that come up out of, of the great tribulation. Not the church, it's gone on the bride. There's the church. Now, we find out. Over a little later, Jesus said that the throne would set and how the, the stand in the judgment. H1. Now, we find now that these people were sealed with the seal of the living God. Is that right? These Jews. What is the seal of the living God? Now, I'm not calling any, hurt any feelings, I'm just saying. Do you know that reading after many of scholars who write on this claim that this uh, group here, blood-washed, are actually the bride? Did you know that many scholars also claim that the 144,000 is the bride? <laughs> what a... Uh, something got to fit out your wrong, uh, in your right, because there's something wrong now. Notice, our Adventist brethren, Say that the seal of God is keeping the Sabbath day. You know that. But I want one speck of scripture on it to show that Sabbath, uh, keeping the Sabbath day is the seal of God. See, it's just uh, uh, somebody draw that idea. But if you read Ephesians 4.30, it says, Grieve not the Holy Spirit of God, whereby you are sealed until the day you, of your redemption. Yes. When the meteor work is done and you are come, Christ comes to redeem his own. You're sealed not until the next revival. When you're once sealed with the Holy Ghost, it's a finished work that God has received it and there's no getting away from it. Hallelujah. You say, well, I had it and I went away. No, you didn't have it. God said it goes on to the day of redemption. <laughs> You just argue with him. <laughs> Tell the day of your redemption. Notice. As there were, as they were a remnant according to election. These Jews are now. A remnant according to election in the days of Elijah's first ministry to the Jews were 7,000 believers were kept away by the hand of God. Now, there is in this remnant time coming to their time to be 144,000 according to the election that the message at that time, to believe the message, be 144,000. Now, 
You say, oh, now, just a minute, brother, I don't know about this election stuff. Well, I never read it there. All right, let's see if it's right now. Let's turn back to Matthew and um, get down here and find out if we can't find a little something on this somewhere, I believe now, that I'm right. I haven't got to roll down here, but this comes to my mind. Let's take at the ending, the 30th verse where we went last night, the ending of the sixth seal on the 30th verse. Now, let's read that and see now where we get to the 31st verse. See? They'll see the Son of Man coming in glory. Now, the 31st verse, and he shall send his angels with a great sound of a trumpet, and they shall gather together his elect from the four winds from one end of heaven to the other. The elected will come out. What is it? And the tribulation period. Now, God will call his elected, and that is the Jews. During that time, the elected, the Bible speaks of it, Paul speaks of it, according to the election. There will be 144,000 according to the election that will believe the message out of literally millions that will be there. There were millions in Palestine at the days of the prophecy of Elijah and 7,000 was saved out of millions. Now, according to the election, where millions of Jews are gathering into the homeland has become a nation, there will be millions in there, but only 144,000 elected ones will be taken. They will hear the message. Same thing it is in the Gentile church. There is a bride, and she is elected, and he will be called according to the election. Notice, this all types the church perfectly. The elected believers, others do not believe. You can just tell it. You tell a man of truth, and let it be proven by the word, and then vindicated. I won't believe it. You can just don't, don't fool with it no more. Amen. Jesus said not to. He said, this is like casting pearls before swine. said, so just leave them alone. They'll turn cranky on his feet to make fun of you. Just walk away and leave them if a blind leads the blind. I went to a man not long ago. He come to me, brother. He'd been arguing all around everywhere against divine healing. And he come up and he said, I don't believe your divine healing. I said, mine, I guess wouldn't be any good because ain't got any. And he, I said, but God's is perfect. He said, there is no such a thing. I said, you're too late to say that, buddy. <laughs> uh, you don't you wait too long for that. You might have argued a few years ago, but there's another age on now. <laughs> Millions to testify. I said, you're, you're too late now, fellas, to say that. He said, uh, he said oh, I don't believe it. I don't care what you do. I said, certainly not. You can't. He said, smite me blind. He said, if you're, you got the Holy Ghost like Paul, he said, smite me blind. I said, how can I do it when you're already blind? Amen. I said, your father has blinded you <laughs> to the truth. I said, you, you're already blind. And he said, uh, I wouldn't believe, I don't care what you could do, how much evidence you could prove or anything like that. I still don't believe. I said, certainly it wasn't for unbelievers. It was only for believers. What was it? See, you know right then, the election's off. 
Just don't fool with it at all. Jesus did the same thing. He said, let him alone. The blind leads the blind, won't they all fall in the ditch? But when he comes to a little prostitute, it's got fire. What was it? There's an elected seed laying there. See? You've seen it right now. When it comes to Peter, there was elected seed laying there. See? And they saw it. And all the fathers give half past him. Give it to me. They'll come. They'll come to me. Oh, my, I love that. Yes, sir. Notice, the believers does believe it. The unbelievers can't believe it. So now, if anybody wants to argue about serpent seed and things, and you try to show them, they won't listen to it, just walk away. See, God don't argue, neither does his children. Notice, God's 144,000 elected Jews don't bow to the beast as denominational ism, statues or anything. Though their nation is in a covenant with it at the time, Israel is in a covenant, but here's 144,000 that's not going to do it. Amen. That's the elected. Same thing it is right here in the Gentile church now. It's an elected group. You can't pull them in that kind of stuff. Right. You won't believe it. Amen. Light once stuck them, that settles it right then. They see the see it happen, then see it vindicated and proved like that, and they look down here in the Bible, see that word just going to go, oh, you, you might as well just quit fooling with them, because they believe it. That's all. It's all. Though they can't explain it, but they know they got it. God <laughs> uh, says a lot of things I can't explain, but I know it's real anyhow. All right. This time was between the sixth and seventh seal that he calls these people. Spoken of by Jesus in Matthew, the 24th chapter, and the 31st verse that we just read. See, trumpeture, uh, are the two witnesses, uh, the, when the trumpet sounds, is the trumpet of the two witnesses of the age of grace for the Jew. One trumpet sound, you notice, one trumpet sound, he said, it sound the trumpet. Now notice over here. 31st. And he shall send forth his angels. Not one. Okay. Two of them. With a great sound of a trumpet. What is it? When God gets ready to speak, there's a sound of a trumpet. That's always his voice. Calling to battle. See? God speaks. These angels will come forth with the sounding of the trumpet. And you notice, at the last angel's message, the trumpet sound, the first angel's message, a trumpet sound, second angel, a trumpet sounded when he sent it out. Notice, when the seals were announced, they were all in one great divine thing to call out a group of people. There was one trumpet sound, and seven seals were broke. Notice. Gather his elected Jews from the four parts of the heavens. He uh, mentioned uh, six seals as we have seen, but not the seventh seal. He's never said nothing in here about the seventh seal, nowhere. See right away, the 32nd verse turns to a parable of the time of the calling of the elected Jews. Now watch here. See? And he'll send the angels with a trumpet. He'll gather the elect from the four corners of heaven. Now he starts, see, don't say anything about the seventh seal here. See? He spoke of the sixth seal, first, second, third, fourth, fifth, and sixth. But notice, 
Now learn a parable of the fig tree. When its branches is yet tender and put forth leaves, you know the summer's nigh. So likewise, ye when ye shall see all these things, know that it is near even at the door. That last that question they asked him, and what will be the sign of the end of the world? When you see these Jews, when you see these other things taking place, you know what takes place. Now when you see these Jews talking to the Jews, now what? What company is he talking to? Gentiles, Jews. Jews. See? Now he said, you behave of all nations for my name and so forth. Now when he said, you see these Jews begin to put forth their buds over yonder. When that Israel begins to turn back, getting into her country, when she gets there, the church is ready to rapture. There's only three and a half years left. Unto the end of the old world, and she goes out into chaos, and in comes the millennium Amen. to the new earth. That even at the door. Now, one thousand years on earth is only one day with God, and three and a half years, what would it go to? So many seconds in God's time. That's when he said, if that's the door. Very I say unto you that this generation shall not. Be consumed, done away with this people until all these things are what? What will be that way? They try to kill a Jew off the earth all the time. They'll never be able to do it. But notice the very generation of Jews that seen the return back into Palestine. That generation would see these things happen. Amen. Amen. And just the last two years, she was fully become a nation with her own money and whatever. That's it. Now, where are we at, friends? Amen. The seals and everything opening up. We're getting this in between here. There it is. See where we're sitting? I hope you get it. I Amen. have a no education. I know what I'm talking about, but maybe I can't explain it to make sense to you. But I hope that God takes the words that's mixed up and divides them out right. Amen. And lets you know what it is, because we're at the door. We're here at the time. Now, notice. See right away now, it turns uh, to these Jews, and at the, the end time, he says, what's going to take place? We know even that now, we know we're aware that the tribes are scattered, uh, they have been for 2,500 years. They were prophesied to be scattered to the four winds. Did you know that? We know that. Of course, we won't have to go back and get picked that because we got something here really important I want you to see before you get too tired and get wore out. Notice, we know even every tribe that is tribal or chronology or whatever you want to call it, or geology or the tribal positions are not no more together. They're scattered. Everywhere. The Jews are getting into Jerusalem. It's not, they don't even know the tribes. They haven't got any more tribal banners or anything. All they know they know they're Jews. They were prophesied to be that way the world over. Now, their books has been destroyed. They don't know. They say, what tribe are you from? I don't know. What tribe? I don't know. One from Benjamin, one from this, and one from that. They don't know where they're from. Their books have been destroyed through the wars and for 2,500 years, the only thing they know, they're Jews. Amen. That's all. So they know they're back in their homeland. 
They yet, notice, though they don't know their tribes, but God does. Amen. Amen. I just love that. Amen. You know, he even said, every hair on your head's numbered. Mm. Notice, he loses nothing. I'll raise it up against the last day. Though they have lost their, their, their tribal banners and their who which one is and whether they're this or that, they don't know whether they're from Benjamin or whether they're from Reuben or, or Asher or where they're from, but anyhow, God calls them here. Now notice, in Revelation 7, we read this, 12,000 of each tribe of the elected out of all of it, there's 12,000 out of each tribe that's elected, and they're set right here in order. Amen. Oh, my. What are they? They're in tribal order. Yet they're not now. But they will be. Amen. They're in tribal order. What will be in tribal order? Not the regular Jew. No. But the ones that he elected, the 144,000, will be set in tribal order. Amen. Oh, my. Amen. How would like to show you, we won't go into it, that's exactly what the church has to be. Amen. Right in order. Now, I want you to watch real close and read with me for a minute. Now, here's something that maybe you never noticed in the... Um, the tribal calling. I told you a while ago to read Revelation 7. Read with me. Watch those tribes. In Revelation 7, Dan and Ephraim is missing and not numbered with them. Did you notice that? Joseph and Levi were substituted in their place. Did you notice that? Dan and Ephraim is not there. No, sir. But Joseph and Levi were substituted in the place of, of, of Dan and Ephraim. Why? The, the ever-remembering God remembers every promise of His Word. Amen. Oh, I'd like to preach on that. God don't forget nothing. Though it looks like, like he told Moses, Israel had been down there 400 years, they had to go up that time. He told Abraham that his seed would be a, a sojourning in a strange land for 400 years, then he'd bring him out with a mighty hand. But then he said to Moses, I have remembered my promise. And I've come down to make good what I've said. God doesn't forget. He doesn't forget his curses, neither does he forget his blessings. But every promise that he made, he stays with it. Amen. Here's why they were missing. Now, if you watch. Now, read. I want you to read with me now. Go over to Deuteronomy, the 20, uh, 29th verse. There, or 29th chapter. There is a reason for these tribes not being there. Everything has got a reason for it. Deuteronomy, we want to take the, the uh, 29th chapter. Uh, of Deuteronomy. Now, the Lord, so help us that we can understand now. Now we want to start in Deuteronomy, the 29th chapter, at the 16th verse. Now listen, Moses speaking, 
For you know how we have dwelt in the land of Egypt, and how we came through the nations which we passed by. And ye have seen the abomination, and their idols, wood, stone, silver, gold, which were among them. Everyone carry a little something other little statues, think to see, you know, something like that. Lest therefore, listen, lest there should be among you a man, woman, or a family, or a tribe, whose heart turneth away this day from the Lord our God to go and serve the gods of these nations, lest there should be among you a root that beareth gall and wormwood. And it comes to pass, when he heareth the words of this curse, that he that he bless himself in his heart and say, I have peace, though I walk in the imagination of my own heart. See? People say, well, he blesses himself. You know, make a little cross or something like you do now. See? Same thing. See? And um, you see, it's a heathen trait. See? So he, he blesses himself in his own heart, in his own imagination, in his own mind, to add drunkenness to thirst, just drink there, it don't make any difference, as long as you go to church, all right? Man, the Lord will not spare him. But then the anger of the Lord, his jealousy, shall smoke against that man. And of all the curses that are written in this book, don't take one word from it or add one to it, see, shall lie upon him, and the Lord shall block his block out his name from under the heaven. That's why he's here on earth. See? Under the heaven. And the Lord shall separate unto him evil out of all the tribes of Israel according to all the curse of the covenant that's written in this book of the law. Therefore, if any man will serve an idol or keep an idol on him, or bless himself in his own imagination of his mind, and serve idols, God said, man, woman, family, or tribe, his name will be completely blotted out from amongst the people. Amen. Is that right? Amen. How true. Idolatry did the same thing in the church years ago and just today. And what I noticed once, how the Antichrist tried to make an anti-move. How many knows that the devil types and patterns after, after God's sin. What is, what is sin? Is right thing perverted. What is a lie? Is the truth misrepresented. What is adultery? Is the right act, legal act, done wrong. See? Now, in trying to do this blot out of him, did you notice in the church age, the same beast serves as images of dead people and so forth, tried to blot out the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. And give titles as Father, Son, and Holy Ghost. Same thing. With that curse behind it like that. Dan and Ephraim did just that under a hypocrite of a king in Israel. An imposter. Jeroboam. Now, notice, in 1 Kings, the um, 
12th chapter. I know we're, this to me, it, it, it lays a background on what we can depend on, what we see. First Kings, I want to go to the 12th chapter, uh, 25th uh, to the 30th verse. Then Jeroboam, Shuim, and the Mount of Ephraim, dwelt there and went out into the built temple. And now Jeroboam said unto, in his heart, see the imagining of his heart, now shall the kingdom turn to the house of David. He was getting scared, you see, because the people might go out. If this people go up to sacrifice in the house of the Lord at Jerusalem, then shall the heart of this people be turned again uh, to the Lord, even to Rehoboam, king of Judah. And they shall kill me and go unto Rehoboam, uh, Rehoboam king of Judah. Whereupon the king took counsel and made two calves of gold and said unto them, It is too much for you to go up to Jerusalem. Behold your gods, O Israel, which brought thee out of the land of Egypt. And he set up the one in Bethel and the other put he in Dan. And this thing become a sin, for the people went to worship before uh, the one even to Dan. See, Ephraim had Bethel and Dan, and they set up idols, and these went out to worship this. And here we are plumbed down into the millennium age almost, and God still remembers that sin. They're not even counted in that. Hey, just as sure as he remembers every good promise, he remembers every one evil too. Just remember, when, that's the reason I believe, friends, I've always tried to stay with that word no matter how strange it seems. See, now, they wouldn't think about that there, then. They didn't think about it then. They thought, well, they got by with it. All right. But here they are over here in this millennium age setting in when their names and tribes is blotted out from Amen. Because they serve idolatry that God cursed. Didn't he say he hated the Nicolaitans and that Jezebel? Yes. Stay away from it. Didn't he say he'd kill Jezebel's daughters with the killing of death, which is eternal separation from his presence? Don't trust in it at all. Get away from it. So God remembered. Notice. But did you notice there? It's to be blotted out. Why? Under heaven there was no immediate sacrifice that could give him the Holy Spirit to let him see these things. But he did it anyhow in his own selfish mind. But Ezekiel, in his vision, in the millennium, he sees them again in perfect order. Ezekiel, if you want to read it, just put it down and you read it to save time. Ezekiel 48, 1 to 7, also read the 23 to 29. Ezekiel seen every tribe, just exactly in order. All right. And also in Revelation 14, John seen them again in tribal order. That's right, every tribe to his place. What happened? Remember, he said, under the heavens. That his name would be blotted out of the tribal affair as long as he was under the heavens, there would be no more. And this 144,000 is down here in the tribal part yet. Right. But you see, they've been blinded. They had only the sacrifice of bulls and goats. See? Now, notice, he blotted them out under the heavens, but the Gentiles 
in the days of the Holy Spirit, against that, your name was taken completely off the book of life and could never have forgiveness in this world of the world to come. Is that right? That's where we stand. Israel under goats, sheep. They're, they did have a place as long as it was on earth here, the tribes was missing. They could never be included. Now, all when he called them, were there 144,000. They were missing. That's right. They're not even numbered in there. And Joseph and Levi is put in the place of Dan and Ephraim. Now, you can look at that right there. It is before you. See? And here's God's promise way back there, hundreds and hundreds of years before that. Now, what happened? They were purged during the time of the awful tribulation period. Now, if God's going to purge that, that virgin that was a good woman, but she just failed to get oil in her lamp, and he's going to purge her through persecution in there, he puts them tribes right in there for the same thing. And purges them during the time of the tribulation period because it is a, a purging, it's judgment. But you see, there, and look here, here comes up the 144,000 after the purging of Israel, and here comes up also the sleeping virgin comes up purged and has white robes on. See? How perfect, how beautiful that is. Just like Jacob in a time of trouble. See? See, Jacob in a time of trouble, he had done wrong. But he went through the purging time because he had wronged his brother Esau. See? He deceived to get his birthright. But he went through a purging before he could have his name changed from Jacob to Israel, which is a type of the order of God's type today. Now, we'll turn now to the eighth verse of the, uh, or the first verse, I mean, of the eighth chapter. Revelation 8 1. I know you're tired. And I just try to listen just for a few minutes now. God of heaven, help my brother. We must remember that this seventh seal is the end of time of all things. Fine. The things written in the seventh seal book sealed up of the plan of redemption from before the foundation of the world had ever been in. It is the end it is the end of the struggling world, it's the end of struggling nature, it's the end of everything. In there is the end of the trumpet, it's the end of the vials, it's the end of the earth, it's the, it's even the end of time. Time runs out. The Bible said so. Matthew the seventh chapter, I mean uh, Revelation the seventh cha- tenth chapter and one the seventh first. Time runs out. The angel said, time will be no more. That, in the days of this great thing to happen, everything runs out in this time. The end of the, uh, the, at the end of this seventh seal, Lord, it's the end of the church age. It's the, the end of the seventh seal. It's the end of the trumpet. It's the end of the vials. And even in the ushering in of the millennium. That's on the seventh seal. It's just like firing a rocket into the air. And that rocket explodes here, and it goes up, then it explodes again. It puts out five stars. One of those stars explodes and blows out five stars from this. 
And then one of them stars explodes, rolls out five stars to this. See? It fades on out. That's what the seventh seal. It just ends the time for the world. It ends the time for this. It ends the time for that. It ends the time for this. It ends the time. Everything just ended up on that seventh seal. Now, how is he going to do it? That's what we don't know, isn't it? We don't know. It's even uh, time for all these things. And the ushering in of the millennium. Notice the breaking of this seal was so great that heaven was hushed by it and silenced for the space of a half hour. Now, is it great? What is it? It was hushed. Heaven. It wasn't a thing moved for a half hour. Now, a half hour might not be long if you're having a good time. But in the suspense, between death and life, it seemed like a millennium. It was so great, Jesus never mentioned it. None of the rest of them. John couldn't even write of it. No. He's the forbidden writer. See, it's just, a, just, he didn't write, it's just, it's silent. And the four and twenty elders that stood before God there harping with their hearts, they quit playing their hearts. The angels hushed their singing. In heaven, think the holy cherubims and seraphims that Isaiah saw in the temple with six sets or three sets of wings, three, two over his face and two over his feet and flying, and he's day and night there before God, singing, Holy, holy, holy is the Lord God Almighty. And even when he walked in and come into the temple, the posts of the temple moved with their, their presence. And these holy seraphims hushed up. Angels, quit singing. Flying in the presence of God, singing, Holy, holy, holy. They shut up. No angels singing. No praises. No, no altar service. No nothing. There was silence. Hush. Deadly silence in heaven for a half hour. All the host of heaven was silent for this half hour. When this seventh seal mystery in the book of redemption was broke open. Think of it. But it's broke. Amen. The land breaks it. You know what? They were awed by it, I'm seeing. They didn't know. There it was, they just stopped. Why? What is it? Now, none of us know. But I'm I'm going to tell you my, my revelation of it. And uh, I am not prone to be a fanatic. If I am, I'm ignorant of it. Okay? I am, I'm not given away to uh, such as uh, lyrious uh, carry-ons and imaginary things. I said some things might have been kind of strange to some people. But when God comes around behind it and vindicates it and says it's the truth, then that's God's word. It may seem strange that way. And now, as certain as I stand in the platform tonight, I had the revelation that revealed it's in a threefold manner. 
That I will speak to you by God's help of a full of it. And then you, let's go to there first. Here's the revelation to begin what I want to tell you what it is. What happens is that those seven thunders, that I will speak to you by God's help of a full of it. And then you, let's go to there first. Here's the revelation to begin what I want to tell you what it is. What happens is that those seven thunders, that he heard thunder and was forbidden to write, that's what the mystery is laying behind those seven consecutive thunders rolling out. Now, why? Let us prove it. Why? It is the secret that no one knows about. John was forbidding to write about it. Even, even not a symbol about it. Why? This is why. There was uh, no active in activity in heaven. It might give away the secret. Do you see it now? If it's so great, it must be included because it's got to happen. But when the seven thunders, I noticed, when the seven angels come forth to sound their trumpets, there was one thunder. When Israel was gathered, there was a trumpet. When time shall be no more, the last trumpet. One thunder. But here is seven straight thunders right in a row. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven. That's a perfect number. Seven thunders in a row. Uttered not, let just, just one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, straight. Then, heavens couldn't write that. Heavens can't know about it. Nothing else because there's nothing to go on. It's a relaxing time. It was so great till it's kept secret from the angels. Now, why? If Satan should get a hold of it, he might do great damage. There's one thing he don't know. Now, he can interpret anything he wants to and impersonate any kind of a gift. I hope you're learning. Amen. <laughs> But he can't know this. It's not even written in the Word. Amen. The total secret, the angels, everything shut up. Amen. If they made one move, it might give something away. So they just shut up. Quit harping. Everything stopped. Uh, seven, God's perfect number. Seven, just right down the road. Seven thunders uttered straight together. Like you're spelling out something. Notice, at that time, John started writing, he said, don't write it. Jesus never spoke of it. John couldn't write it. Angels know nothing about it. Amen. What is it? It's the thing that Jesus said even the angels of heaven didn't know nothing about it. See? He didn't know it himself. Amen. That only God would know it. Amen. But he told us when we begin to see these signs coming up. Now you're getting somewhere? Amen. All right. Amen. Notice. We can see these signs coming up. See? If Satan could get a hold of it, if you want something to happen, now you'll have to take my word for this. If I'm planning on doing something, 
I know better than to tell anybody about it. Not the dead person to tell it, but Satan will hear it. See? He can't get in my heart there as long as God's got it closed up with the Holy Spirit, so that's between me and God. See? He don't know nothing about it until you speak it, then he hears it. And I'll try, I'll tell people I'll do a certain, certain thing, and watch the devil cut off every wheel he can to get there, see? To beat me to it. But if I get the revelation from God and just don't say nothing about it, then it's different. Remember, Satan will try to impersonate. He'll try to impersonate everything that the church will do. He's tried to do it when he knows it through the Antichrist. But this is one thing he cannot impersonate. There will be no mimics to this. Because he don't know it. There's no way for him to know it. It's the third pool. He just knows nothing about it. He doesn't understand it. But there's a secret lays beneath that. Amen. Glory to God Amen. in the highest. Amen. I can never think the same the rest of my life. When I see now I don't know what I know the next step there, but I don't know what how to interpret that. It won't be long. Amen. I've got row down here when it happened, if you can see here. Stop! <laughs> Go no further than this right here. I'm not prone to be a fanatic. I'm just telling the truth, but you remember the little shoe that I always tried to explain how the, the soul laid next to so-and-so and the inner conscience and all that kind of stuff, which it only made a big bunch of impersonations start acting. How do you have to take up the hand and hold the people and have vibration? Everybody had a vibration in their hand. But you remember when he put me up there and said, this is that third pool and no one will know it. Amen. Yeah. You remember that? Yeah. Visions never fail. They're perfectly the truth. Now, notice. Remember the vision of the constellation? Charlie, I, here you are. Something going on, I've told you this week. That you've, it's been all around you, but I wonder if you've noticed it. Remember the consolation of the vision of the angels when I left here to go to Arizona? You remember what time is it, sirs? You remember that? Yes. Notice, there was only one great burst of thunder and seven angels appeared. Is that right? One burst of thunder, seven angels appeared. And I saw the Lamb when he had opened the first seal, and I heard as it was the voice of a thunder. And one of the four beasts said, Come and see. Notice, one thunder, seven messages that's been sealed up and cannot be revealed until the last day. At this age. See what I mean? Now, have you noticed the mysterious part of this sweep? That's what it is. Amen. That's what it's been. Amen. It's been not a human being, a man. It has been the angels of the law. Amen. Notice, there's witnesses of three sitting in here that a week ago, 
A little over a week ago, I was up way back into the mountains near to Mexico with two brethren that's sitting here picking cocklebird or sandbird off of my trouser leg, and a blast went off that almost looked like shut the mountains down. Now, that's right. I never told my brethren, but they noticed the difference. And he said to me, now, be ready, go east. Here's the interpretation of that vision. See? Now, to let you know, Brother Stompin has not got the game that he went into. We're trying to get it for him. And he said, now, tonight, for a sign to you, he isn't going to do it. You must consecrate yourself at this time for the visitation of these angels. And I felt beside myself, you remember. And I was in the west. The angels was coming east. And as they come out, I was picked up with them. Amen. You remember that? Amen. Coming east. And Brother Fred in here tonight is a witness. And Brother Norman, as we went down... I almost persuaded that man to stay and get his game. Is that right, Brother Solomon? Yeah, there it stands right there. I persuaded, but yet he said he won't do it. I never said nothing. Went on. Something sitting by the side of the tent the day that you remember, Brother Solomon, that as soon as uh, some things was being told, that I put you and Brother Norman, where's Brother Norman? About there. Put them under oath that they wouldn't mention what was taking place. Is that right? Did I turn around and walk away from that tent like that? Is that right? Because this is what it was. Amen. Exactly what it was. And knowing that I couldn't say it till it happened to see if the people would understand it. And did you notice that one angel I said in there was a strange angel. And you look more to me than any of the rest of them. Remember that? They were in a consolation, three on the side and one on top, and the one right next to me here, counting from the left to the right, would have been the seventh angel. He was brighter, meant more to me than the rest of them. You remember I said he had his chest out like that and was flying eastward, you remember like that? I said he picked me up, lifted me up. Remember that? Amen. Here it is. Amen. The one with the seventh seal. The thing that I've wanted all my life. Amen. Amen. Them other seals meant a lot to me, of course. But oh, you don't know what this is, man. Amen. For one time in life, I prayed, I cried out to God. I, 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 at that Phoenix meeting, any of the people there with me know I laid in the mountains. One morning, I got up and went up in Sophenia Canyon, great rugged high mountain. And I went up in there, and there's a little foot trail. As you lead off, going up into Lemon Mountain, which is a 30-mile walk, and you're about 30 foot of snow up there. So up in the mountain real early, before day, going up through this little foot trail, rolling rocks along, I felt led to turn this way. And I turned and went up into some great jagged rocks all my hundreds of feet high. And I knelt down between those rocks. I laid down this Bible. I laid down this book, this little tablet. I said, Lord God, what does this vision mean? I, 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 I said, Lord, it, 
does it mean my dying? You remember I told you I thought it might mean my death? Because something exploded till it just shook in pieces. You remember? How many knows have heard it? Amen. All of Amen. I thought it could mean my death, and then in the room, I said, was, what, what, what was it, Lord? What, what does it mean? Does it mean I'm going to die if it is? All right, I won't tell my family. Just let me go on. See, if my work's finished. I said, now, what was it? But he sent a witness back and remember me tell you that it wasn't that. It was a furtherment of my word. Oh, you get it? See, and setting up in Sabinia Canyon, the Heavenly Father knows this just as true as you see that come to pass. Those angels come right down and have vindicated every message that he's saying. Amen. Then you know whether it comes from God or not. Amen. It was foretold you by a vision. I couldn't tell you until the service is over because I was forbidden to. In Sabinia Canyon, sitting up there that morning, I had my hands up and my, the wind had blown my old black hat <laughs> When I was standing there with my hands up praying, I said, Lord God, what does this mean? I can't understand it, Lord. What am I to do? If it's my going home time, let me go up here where they never find me. I don't want nobody to be mourning around if I'm going. I want just the family think I just took a walk and they won't find me. Hide me away somewhere. If I'm going to go away, well, let me go. Maybe Joseph will find my Bible in here someday and let him use it. If I'm going away, let me go, Lord. And I have my hands out and all of a sudden hit my hands. I don't know. I can't say. Did I go to sleep? I don't know. Did I go into a trance? I don't know. Was it a vision? I can't tell you. Only thing I can say is what I just the same thing like them angels was. And it struck my hand and I looked and it was a sword. And it had pearl handles. Real pretty. And it had a guard over it with gold. And the blade looked like something like a chrome, like silver, it was real shiny. And it was so feathery, sharp, oh my. And I thought, isn't that the prettiest thing that spit my hand? I thought, that's awful pretty. But I said, hey, I'm always afraid of them things. A sword. And I thought, what will I do with that? And just then a voice shook down to that and rocked the rock. That it's the sword of the king. Amen. And then I come out of it. The sword of the king. Now, if it said a sword of a king, but it said the sword of the king, and there's only one the king, right. and that's God. Amen. And he has one sword. That's his word. What a That's so healthy, God. Then over his holy desk here with this holy word laying here. It's the word. Amen. Oh, what a day we're living in. What a great thing. See the mystery and secret? The third sent in there. When this left me, something has come to me and said, Don't fear. Now, I didn't hear no voice. Like on the inside of me spoke. I have to just tell you the truth. This is exactly what happened. Something hit and said, Don't fear. This is that third pool. Third pool. Do you remember? He said, You've had so many impersonators on this. What you tried to explain. I said, don't even try this. Remember? How many remembers that vision? Why, it's all over. It's taken everywhere. That's been about six years ago. Seven years ago. And seven years ago. I said, don't try to explain that. I said, this is the third pool, but I'll meet you in there. 
that right? He said, don't try. I was standing with a, a little baby's shoe. When he told me, he said, make your first pull, and when you do, the fish will run after the lure. So then, watch your second pull, said, because it'll only be small fish. He said, then the third pull will get it. And all them ministers got around me and said, Brother Bram, we know you can do it. Hallelujah, Brother Bram. That's where I always get tied up with a bunch of preachers. See? I love people. They want you to explain everything, just that. And I said, well, uh, 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 I said, I, I don't know. I said, I understand fishing. Now, I said, now, first thing you do, here's what's done. You see all the fish around. You got the jerk the lure. Well, that's exactly the tactics of fishing. So I said, jerk the lure. Now, I see when I jerk the lure the first time, now the fish takes out after it. But they were little ones. That's just like they were catching. So then I, I said, then you're, you're sick. And I jerked it out on the bank. I had a fish, but it looked like a skin over the lure. It just, it was so little. And then I was standing there and something said, I told you not to do that. And I started crying. All the line was tangled around me like this. My head was standing there crying with my head down like that. I said, God, oh, I, forgive me. I, I, I'm a stupid person, Lord. Don't. Forgive me. And I, I had this line, and that, what I had in my hand was a little baby shoe about that long. And I had a, that string was about as big around as my finger, about a half inch length. And the eyelet in this shoe was just about the size of a, a little than a, a one-sixteenth, probably, of an inch of the eyelet. And I was trying to lace this little shoe up with this great big inch cord. And a voice comes and said, you... Can't teach Pentecostal babies supernatural things. Said, now let him alone. And just then he picked me up. He took me up and set me way up high to where a meeting was going to look like a tent or a cathedral of some sort. Now look, there's a little box, like a little space over in the sign. And I seen that light was talking to somebody about me, that light that you see there on the picture. It whirled away from me like that and went over to that tent and said, I'll meet you there. And said, this will be the third pull, and you won't tell it to nobody. And in Sabinia Canon, he said, this is the third pull. And there's three great things that goes with it. And one unfolded today, or yesterday. The other one unfolded today. And there's one thing that I cannot interpret because it's in an unknown language. So I stand right there and look right straight at it. And this is the third pole coming up. And the Holy Spirit of God, oh my, that's the reason all heaven was signed. Now, I, I better stop right here. See? I just, I just feel checked not to say no more about it. See? So just remember, the seventh seal, the reason it was not open. The reason it did not reveal it. No one should know about it. And I want you to know before I even note any word about that, that vision come years ago. You remember that? And here it is, just as this other has slides right straight into the word exactly where it was, and God knows my heart. I never one time thought of such a thing as that. And here it was. It's later than we think. Amen. Oh my. This shows us from God. For see, it fits exactly in the promises of God from the end of the, the message. You notice. Notice now, 
for the end of time message. This seal. After all, he, he's revealed all the six seals, but don't say anything about the seven. And the end time seal, when it starts, will be absolutely a total secret, according to the Bible. Before knowing that, and remember, Revelation 10, 1, 7, 1 to 7, chapter 10, 1 to 7, at the end of the seventh angel's message, all the mysteries of God will be known. We're at the end time, the opening of the seventh seal. Now, how did I know the other day, last Sunday, a week ago today, when I was preaching on be humble, be humble, remember, God deals with little things, I didn't realize what it really was talking about, and now I see it. It is in such a humble way. You'd think it's something like that would be revealed to the Vatican, or, but it comes just like John the Baptist. It comes Amen. like the birth of our Lord. And a state of the Lord. Amen. The glory of God. Amen. Amen. coming from the west, coming back east, bringing here for this message tonight. Oh, my. Now, the voice of that great thunder and the mission that was brought here has been revealed that it, and proven that it was of God. You think now, I knew not these seals, and they've been revealed this week. Did anybody think of that? Of those seven angels? Being this being the message that was coming forth, them angels bringing you back here for that. Remember, the seventh messenger was the seven messengers was the noted one to me, the seventh angel. It seemed more to me than any. I see that we're standing like this. I, we just want you to notice. And I was standing here, and I was watching those other, see, one first bunch of little birds, feathers all beat down, you remember them? And they all flew eastward. And the second bunch were brighter, bigger birds, looked like doves, pointed wings. They flew eastward. First bull, second bull. Then the next was angels. And it's, I was standing right there, and this explosion left, and I was looking this way towards the west, and they come and just picked me up in there, and I went plumb out of my knowing. And the one of them coming was the one that, which is strange to me, was the one on my beat the left where I entered the constellation at, but counting from the left to the right, it would have been the seventh angel. Okay? Coming across. Now, remember. The seven messengers. Do you remember the pyramid of white rock of Junior Jackson's dream that I interpreted you? Notice, the night that I left, and I, there were six dreams came, and every one of them directly to the same thing. Then the vision started and sent me west. Did you? 
Junior. He was watching. Well, notice. Look how perfect. I'm, I'm hoping and trusting that you people realize that I'm trying to put this grace on Jesus Christ, who is the author of all of it, and the only reason you never heard me talk like this before in your life. But this hour is approaching. Amen. 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 Notice. Now, to make it sure to you, so it can be driven down. I'm fixing to leave you again. I don't know where I'll go. I must preach the gospel other places. But now that you might say, I've heard all that kind of fanaticism, I don't know why I can't judge any other man. I only have to answer to God for what I, for, uh, for myself. But has there ever been one time I ever told you anything in the name of the Lord that wasn't right in all these years? Nobody else can say so because I always told it just the way he told it. Now let me just show you that this is exactly true and confirm it. Now remember, if there be a spiritual or a prophet, I, the Lord, will speak to him in visions and make known to him by dreams, interpreting dreams. Is that Joseph, he can interpret dreams and speak in, and see visions. Is that true? Now notice this. That now, when this taken place, Junior was standing in a field that had a, had a big pyramid to it like that, and there was something rolled on the rocks, and I was revealing that to the people. Is that right, Junior? About a year before it happened. And notice the next thing now. I took some kind of a bar and cut it off, and on the inside was white rock that had nothing wrote on it. And at that time, I started to the west. And I told them all, I said, don't go out west, stay here, and look on this till I return. Went west for the blast, returned back to the east, with the Holy Spirit interpreting this unwritten word. Amen. Amen. Now, if that isn't perfect, God Almighty, I want you to know what is. What am I trying to say this for, friends? It's to show you we're at the end time. Now, if them others is perfectly on the dot with the word, so is this perfectly on the dot with the word. We are here. We're at the end, friends. Soon it shall be time run out. Millions will lose their lives. Millions will be, as now, believe that they are saved, will be counted fodder for the atomic age. We are living at the last hour. By the grace of Almighty God, by His help to His people, that they might look forward through the soon appearing of Christ, how long, Brother Bram? Maybe 20 years? Maybe 50 years? Maybe 100 years? I don't know. And maybe in the morning. Maybe yet tonight. I don't know. And anybody says they do know, they're wrong. Amen. They don't know. God only knows. Now, notice, so help me, by God, I tell the truth that these are spiritually discerned to me, discerned by the Holy Spirit, and by every one of them has identified its place in the Bible. Now, what this great secret is that lays beneath this seal, I do not know. I don't know it. I couldn't make it out. 
I couldn't tell it. Just what it was what it said. But I know that it was them seven thunders, uttering themselves right close together, just banging seven different times, and it unfolded into something else that I seen. Then when I seen that, I looked for the interpretation that flew across there, and I couldn't make it out. That's exactly right. See? The hour isn't quite yet far. Amen. But it's moving into that cycle. See? Right. It's coming up close. So the thing for you to do is to remember that I speak to you in the name of the Lord. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen, Lord. Hallelujah. Be prepared, or you don't know what time something can happen. Amen. Now, when that gets on tape, which it is, That'll probably send 10,000 of my friends away from me. Because they're going to say that Brother Branham's trying to put himself and make himself a, a servant or a prophet or something before God. Let me tell you, my brethren, that is an error. Amen. I'm only telling you what I've seen and what has been told to me, and now you, you do whatever you want to. I don't know who's going to, what's going to take place. I do not know. I just know that those seven thunders holds that mystery of heavens was quiet. Amen. Everybody understand? Amen. Amen. It may be time. It may be the hour now that this great person that we're expecting to rise on the scene may rise on the scene. Maybe this ministry that I have tried to take people back to the Word has laid a foundation. And if it has... I'll be leaving you for good. There won't be two of us here at the same time. If it is, he'll increase, I'll decrease. I don't know, but I have been privileged by God to look and see what it was. See? See, unfold to that much. Now, that is the truth. And I'm sure that you've noticed the things that's been happening this week. I'm sure you noticed that little Collins boy laying there dying the other night. That little leukemia girl. The kingdom of God is coming. And it's becoming more from the negative to the positive as it has been. Now that ought to choke people. From justification to sanctification to the baptism of the Holy Ghost. And then you're here. Amen. We're just drawing closer to God all the time. Amen. Can't you see Methodist ministers? How oh, that your message of sanctification was above that which Luther preached? You Pentecostals, can't you see your message of the baptism is beyond that which Methodists preached? You know what I mean? Well, we've had a lot of things go forth, and that's right. And if there's anybody that despises uh, wrong and people saying something that's actually lies and not the truth, I hate that. But I, I do love the solid truth, no matter how much it interrupts this way or that way. If it's truth, God will find a shortest truth. And if he doesn't do that one of these days soon, then my vision wasn't right. Now, you see where I slay myself. When will it be, Brother Bram? I cannot tell you. I do not know. But one of these days, if we never meet again on this earth, we're going to meet down here at the, at the judgment seat of Christ. And you'll find out that in that room, the revelation coming from God, just like all the rest of them has, is um, one of the mysteries 
of that seal, the reason it wasn't revealed, it was seven thunders that uttered the voices, and there it is perfectly, because nothing knows anything about it. It wasn't even written. So we're at the end We are here. I thank God for his word. I thank him for Jesus Christ. Hallelujah. For without sending him for the, the propitiation of our sins, We'd all be in a big muck of sin, with no hope. But by his grace, his, his blood cleanses all sin. It's like the drop of ink in a bucket of Clorox. You never find the ink again. When our sins are confessed, it's put in the blood of Jesus Christ, they'll never be known again. God forgets them. They ever was even done. And as long as that sacrifice is laying there in an atonement for us, that's all. That's it. See? We, we're not sinners no more. We're Christians by the grace of God. And remember, in our own selves, we'd probably be just as bad as we ever was. But, see, the grace of God has appeared to us. And that's what's made us what we are today, Christian brothers and sisters. This has been a tremendous week for me. I'm tired. My mind is tired. Because I... I was the best that I could do, and something strange going on every day. I would be amazed to walk in the room and be there for a few minutes and see something just turn me completely around. And here I go in there, pick up the notes, I pick up books of Dr. Smith, Euro Smith, and all all the writers and everything, and read in and read down their books. I say, now here's the sixth seal, here's the fourth seal. Now what does this man say? He'd say, well, it was this, there, this. I look over here and get another man. He said it was such and such. And it looked like it just, it just didn't work right. And I thought, well, what is it, Lord? I walk up and down the floor a while. I kneel down and pray. Go back and pick up the Bible. Sit down. Read. Walk back and forth. And then all of a sudden, when I got quiet, they're just unfolded like that. Then I grab a pen right quick and go to write it down like that. Whatever I was seeing and doing, watch it like that. I got it wrote down. Then I take the rest of the day. Go down and chase this out and see if it tied all the way down through the scriptures. Then it prove all things. Right, right. I got this here and I think now, as many people had visions, as many been revelations, if it's contrary to the word, leave it alone. Right, right. leave it alone. Now, now, then I run this down like this. Run down like this. I jot down a little thing here. I thought, well, uh, the class will be glad to hear this because it ties here. Ties here. Now, let's see, what does this say here? Yes, it's. Yeah, here it is, right here. See, bring it back through the Bible and tie the thing down to the week. There it is on tape. You're welcome to them. And I have did it to the best of my knowledge under Christian fellowship, Amen. grace of God, to all man by Jesus Christ. I've done the very best that I know how. You've been one of the finest places. There's been nobody could have said any nicer. You all have come in here at one o'clock in the day, up to five o'clock to whenever they opened the church and brought the, and let the people come in. You stood in the cold. You sat in the snow. You've done everything. Stood around the walls. So your legs ached. I'd see the man sit down let the women sit up and different ones and standing like that sitting around. And I thought, Lord, why has it been a mysterious week? The whole thing's been kind of strange. How would people come? See them stand around the outside, in the windows, in the doors, back around the back, everywhere, listening. And as far as the speaker, I'm far from a speaker. I, I got that much intelligence to know that I'm not. But I'm not a speaker. Well, why would people sit and listen like that? Why would they do it? They don't come to hear a person like me. 
but they're coming because there's something in it drawing a people. There's something in it that's drawing them. As my wife stood here at the platform and sang when I started, they come from the east and west. They come from the land afar to feast with the kings of dine as his guests. How blessed these pilgrims are, beholding his hallowed face aglow with light divine, blessed partakers of his grace as gems in his crown to shine. May you always bear that in mind, to be a gem in the crown of Jesus Christ. Paul said to the church, you are, you are the jewels, the gems of his crown. We want to be the gems of the crown of Jesus Christ. We don't want to never put a man in it. You forget anything about me. I am your brother, a sinner saved by grace, not fit to live. That's exactly the truth. I extend that to be humble. That's fact. There's nothing in me, not one sound thing at all. But the grace of God has let my poor dimming eyes look beyond the curtain of time Amen. and see those things under. And I come back. When I was a little boy, I loved people. I always wanted somebody to love me and talk to me. Nobody would do it because of the name of the family. Nobody talked to me. But when I made my surrender to God, then our people background being Irish, I thought maybe there's all Catholic, maybe that would be it. I went there, he is some way, and I went out to First Baptist Church, and he is another way. I said, Lord, there's got to be some way it's true. And something said, it's the Word. Amen. I've helped that Word look at every vision, every word. The day I laid that cornerstone down there, and I put that in there, I wrote on there what he showed me that morning in the vision. Be instant, in season, out of season, rebuke with all long suffering doctrine, for the time will come when they'll not endure sound doctrine, but at their own lust shall heap for themselves together as teachers having itching ears, and be turned away from the truth and the fable. And I've seen those two trees that have stood by do that very same thing. Right. There we are. And that is true. Now, you won't remember, let me exhort you again. Don't say thank you to anybody at all. Don't say think of some minister or something, some mortal man. There's anything good about him because there's not. I don't care who he is. There's nothing good to any man. That's right. If there's a whole bunch of trumpets laying here and one of them had the sound out of certain music, it's the man down trumpets are perfectly mute. It's the fellow that can sound the trumpet and knows what he's going to do that picks up the trumpet. The trumpet has nothing to do with it. The sound comes from and there's intelligence behind it. Amen. That's right. So all trumpets are the same. All men are the same. Right. All Christians are the same. Right. There's no great man among us. We're not great men, not great women. We're all brothers and sisters. Amen. All the same Amen. Amen. the same way. We're no great. One don't make one greater than the other. Not a thing at all to do. No, sir. But we're just all human beings. Don't try to interpret the things. Don't try to do anything more than just live a close life, giving praise and honor to Jesus Christ. Amen. Everybody understand that now? Amen. Amen. Love him with all your heart. Do you do it?
everybody thoroughly understand? Does everybody believe? Remember when I first started? Who has believed our report? To whom is the arm of the Lord revealed? As he revealed to you his mercy, his goodness. Amen. Just remember, loving with all your heart. I'm going back home now. I'll be back here again, the Lord willing, around the 1st of June. Maybe if the Lord puts it up on my heart, maybe sometime this early summer, like June or somewhere, maybe early fall, if the Lord tarries, I would like to come back and set another seven nights for the uh, seven last trumpets. Would you like that? Would you, like that? Would you pray for me that God help me? All right. Until I meet you again, remember this good old song. understand, Father, that, that it's your grace to them that these things are revealed. And I want to thank you, Lord, for the knowledge of knowing these things that thou hast revealed to us. And I pray for everyone that's here, everyone that's attended the meeting, that there be some who does not believe. May, Lord, they become believers. I pray for all that will hear the messages by tape. And if it falls, which it will, no doubt, in the homes and places of many unbelievers, that will differ. But, Father, I pray for each one that before they say any blasphemous word, that they might first sit down and search the scriptures by what's been said. And then say to you that they truly are sincere and want to know whether this is truth or not. And I pray for them, Father. And I pray for these who stood along these walls, who stood on the outside, who sat in their cars, for little children, and for all that's been in Oh, just all of them, Lord, I pray for them. And I pray that my prayers will be answered, that you will bless them. First, Lord, give everyone eternal life. I pray that there will not be one of them lost, not one. 
And now, Father, we don't know when this great event will be, but when we see these signs appearing and scriptural happening, it warms our heart above measure. And I pray, Father God, that you'll help us. I pray that you'll help our dear pastor, Brother Neville, make him large, full of grace and full of power, and with understanding that he might take this stored food and feed the lambs of God. Lord, I pray that you'll keep sickness away from us. May it come to pass that when people become sick, that they'll remember the present and all-sufficient blood of the Lord Jesus Amen. lays on the altar to make an atonement. I pray that they'll be healed immediately, and I pray that you'll keep the power of Satan away from them to discourage them or to try to make them make cults or just keep all the powers of the enemy away, Lord. Sanctify us to thy word. Grant it, Lord. And then, Lord, I pray that you'll help me. I'm beginning to fade away, Lord. I know my days can't be too many more. And I pray that you'll help me. Let me be true, Lord, and honest and sincere. That I might be able to bear the message as far as it's ordained for me to bear. And when it comes to the time that I must lay down, and I get down to the river, and the waves begin to come in. Oh, God, may I be able to hand this old sword over to somebody else that will be honest with it, Lord, and will pack the truth. Grant it, Lord. Until then, help me to be strong and healthy and courageous. Help my church. Bless us together, Lord. We are yours. We feel now that your Spirit is among us. We believe that you will answer our prayer. While we commit ourselves to you with thy word for service for the rest of our days upon this earth. In the name of God's Son, Jesus Christ, our beloved Savior, for his glory. Amen. Amen. God bless you. tonight, set it to our good, yes. that thou direct us, let the mind be in us which was also in Christ yes. May you set thy preparation in thy yes. servant, for there are many that shall hear words which we speak. May the words which we speak, Lord, may they be acceptable in your sight. Yes. Granted, O God, that we shall be enabled 
by the Holy Ghost to love one another, to feel the infirmities of one another, to the strong to support the weak. You have just finished hearing the original Seventh Seal, as it was preached in its entirety on Sunday evening, March 24, 1963, at the Branham Tabernacle in Jeffersonville, Indiana. Brother Branham did not want this original recording released. The next day, Monday, March 25, 1963, Brother Branham went to the motel room of Brother Fred Sothman and Brother James McGuire, who were at that time in charge of making the tapes. Brother Branham told these brothers, I don't want this message sent out the way it is. After listening to the tape himself, he instructed the brothers to stop the tape at a certain point, and at that point, recorded a new portion of approximately 20 minutes in length. This new portion was then used in place of the original ending. This recording was the only released version of the seventh seal until 1966. After Brother Brenham left the scene, the board of the William Brenham Evangelistic Association unanimously agreed to release the tape originally recorded at the tabernacle. Since that time, both versions have been available. We have now placed this additional message of Brother Branham on one tape with the original seventh seal. The next voice you hear will be Brother Branham in the motel room on Monday, March 25, 1963. And we find out 
In the next age, which was Reformer's age, God sent out the wisdom of a man, a man-like head on the beast, which was a power that went forth into Reformers. Now, did you notice? Every, no wonder that the people of these days uh, still live in the hangover like it was from the Reformer's age, because they just see it in an ecclesiastical way of looking at it, and they see it in the way that the seminaries is taught it. That was God's way at one time. But we've lived to pass that. Now we're into the age of the eagle, the revelation to be revealed, the whole thing. Now compare this with Revelation, the 10th chapter, verse 1 to 7. And we'll see here in this revelation, uh, the revelation here at 10, 1 to 7, that in the days of the sounding of the seventh angel's message was to finish up all the mysteries of God. Now, we find out also in this that the sixth uh, seal now being opened, it was for a threefold purpose. Now, here was the purpose. The first thing was that the sleeping virgin had to go through the tribulation period for purification. She had to be purged of her sins of unbelief and rejecting the message. This she was done in the tribulation period. We see they wind up over here in Revelation 7, between the 6th and 7th, uh, chapter here that she had been purged and she had been given her robe. Now she's not the bride, but it's the church. The pure people that, that, that didn't have the opportunity maybe to receive the message or in some way that they were blinded by these false prophets and they, they didn't get a chance and yet they're really sincere in heart and God knows their heart and here they're purged during this time. Notice that another purging kind. That's for Israel. When she gathers, that's the second fold. God purges Israel in the tribulation period. Out of the millions that will gather there, there will be a selected 144,000. And they will be purged also. God's purging Israel. Notice, there is a whole earth is to be purged. There will be such a thing that the moon, stars, and all nature will be purged. See what it is? The earth is renewing herself, being purged, getting ready for the millennium. The millennium's coming up. And see, everything that's got any filth in it is to be purged during the sixth seal. Now, now do you notice on the opening of this seventh seal... It's also in a threefold mystery. This one I will speak and have spoke that it is the mystery of the seven thunders. The seven thunders in heaven will unfold this mystery. It'll be right at the coming of Christ because Christ said no one knew when he would return. Did you notice when the Jews asked him that? No one we compared the scripture with Matthew 24. With the six seals, the seventh seal was left out. Because, you see, Christ said only God himself, no, not even the angels, no wonder it wasn't even written. See, the hush, nothing takes place then. Angels don't know it. Nobody knows when he's coming. But there'll be a, there'll be a, a seven 
voices of these thunders that will reveal the great revelation at that time. So I believe to us who, if we don't know it, and we, if we, we won't be known till that time, but it will be revealed in that day, in the hour that is supposed to be revealed in. So the thing for us to do is to be reverent before God and serve Him and do all that we know how to do and live good Christian lives. Here, now we find that the sixth uh, seal has been opened to us. We see it, and we know that this seventh seal cannot be broke to the public until that hour arrives. Now, there was some reason that God let this uh, seven voices be thundered because it must come. See? For the, we find that Christ the Lamb took the uh, book in his hand and he opened that seventh seal. But you see, it's a hidden mystery. No one knows it. But it's it, right along with what he said. No one would know he's coming. They also would not know about this uh, seven uh, thunder mystery. So you see, it's connected together. That much we have an understanding of it today. Because the rest of it is all unfolded, but this is not unfolded. But sitting in my room, and I heard this, or not heard it rather, but seen it unfold to this seven thunder. Now, that's as far as we can go, right there. And I trust that each and every one of you will serve God and do that which is right and love Him all your life and serve him, and God will take care of the rest. Now, we have in the completion here now, by the grace of God, all the mysteries of the six seals that's been sealed up, and we understand and know here that the seventh seal is not to be known to the public. Now, his coming, at the hour of his coming, when the destruction of the earth, you know, he said there, what will be the sign of the coming of the end of the world? In Matthew 24, there were they asking that question. He went down to that. He told about Israel being gathered as a nation in the 31st verse of Matthew 24, 31. But then he started off on parables. See? Then you see the learn a parable of the fig tree. When you see it's putting forth its buds, why? You know, springs high. And then when he sees this uh, coming to pass, then know the time is high. See, Israel gathered in its own homeland. But you notice he omitted the revelation of this seventh seal. And here when the seventh seal, when he opened it, he also omitted it again. See? So we see that it is a complete mystery. Therefore, the hour is not yet for this mystery to be known. Therefore, we're this far, and the rest of it will be known right around about the time that Jesus appears on earth, again, for his bride, or whatever takes place at that time. Now, until that time, let's just all pray, live good, straight Christian lives, looking forward for his coming. And now, if this tape would happen to fall into the hands, of some person, somewhere, 
Don't try to uh, make any kind of an ism out of it. The only thing you do, you just continue serving God. Because this great secret is so great that God wouldn't even let John write it. It thundered out, but he, knowing that promises that it would be open, but to this time it isn't open. And now we are grateful to God for what he has showed us. I've been sitting in the room up there for eight days, and the message that I have just got through explaining to you, many of you here will understand, and I promise that there was something going on spiritual all the time that I was sure you were missing it, and here's what it is. It's the absolute vindication of this interpretation of the scriptures being sent of God, because before we even went into it and I left to go west, the Lord showed me a vision one day about 10 o'clock one morning, and I come and explained it, but here that I'd seen it, didn't know what it was, it was a constellation of seven angels. You'll remember that. You'll get it on the tape called, What Time Is It, Sir? Well, now, that is exactly what you're seeing now. The seven angels, I was in the West. You remember the little bitty messengers? They went east. The second messengers, the doves, little bit larger birds, they went east. And then I looked. They was with me all the time. That is that first and second pull. Now, the third came from the west, sweeping forward with great, terrific speed. And they picked me up. That was coming back east with the mystery of these seven seals, just like it said in, in Junior Jackson's uh, dream that the Lord let me interpret for him there. On the inside of that pyramid, there was white stone that wasn't written on. That's the reason I had to go west to connect with these angels' message to come back here to reveal it to the church. Remember I said the next thing that happened to me here at the church? That's just exactly. Another thing, I want you to notice what's taking place. And if you're listening to the tape, of the, what time is it, sir, you will notice that one angel was very notable to me. The rest of them just as seemed ordinary. But this angel was a noted angel. He was to my left in the constellation in the form of a pyramid. And remember, it was in the pyramid where the mysterious white rock was not written on. And the angels took me into that pyramid of themselves. The mysteries of God known only to them. And now then was the messengers had come to interpret that pyramid, or that uh, message of the secret of these seven seals which lays with the inside the pyramid. Now the angel was to my left would really be the last or seventh angel, if we would count them from left to right, because he is on my left, me looking to him towards the west, him coming towards the east would be on the left side. So that would be the last angel's 
message, very notable. Remember how I said he had his, got his head back and his great sharp wings, and how he flew right to me? Now that is the seventh seal. It still is a notable thing. And we are, we don't know what it is as yet, because it's not permitted to be broken. But now, each one of you in the meeting has noticed that what a meeting it's been. Everybody just seemed to be right on the end of their seat. Everybody uh, standing around here at 1, 2 o'clock in the afternoon, waiting for the doors to open, get up here in the front, standing around the walls, cramped limbs and everything. What is it? It's been the Holy Spirit sending down these messengers. And they have been revealing it to us. And then notice how it's dovetailed with the Word exactly. And then to let you all know that this is truth, he foretold it about him about two months now or more before it ever happened that when I went west not knowing it, come back here with the interpretation as he has given. I remember... In the vision, he never told me one thing in the vision when he took me up. I was scared. Where he was going to die, be killed in an explosion. You see, they could not do it. The interpretation come just as I had need of it. That was in the room. And I gave it out just as he gave it. Now, you see, friends, vision doesn't fail. They're always perfect. They're just exactly true. Now, the vision plus the words, plus the history, plus the church ages, and all blend together. So I could truly say that to the best of my understanding, and according to the Word of God, and the vision, and the revelation, the interpretation thereof is, Thus saith the Lord. Now may the Lord bless you all, each one, real richly, as we stand now and sing, uh, this good old song of the church. God bless you, each one. Amen. Ah.